Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues is powered by Middle Tennessee Electric, who reminds you, mark your calendars and don't miss the lighting of the Christmas tree at the historic downtown Murfreesboro Square in front of the local courthouse, sponsored by MTE, the annual tradition held on Friday, December 1st, 5.30 p.m. We'll see you at the family-friendly event that ushers in the holiday season, sponsored by Middle Tennessee Electric, December 1st at 5.30 p.m. I guess... uh, uh, Christmas is in the air. <laughs> Kristen Swan, Vice President of Collective Impact and Strategic Initiatives with the United Way, is joining us today. Is your tree up yet? No, no, no. no. We're we're after Thanksgiving. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's different philosophies on that. There are. We usually get a live tree, so can't do it too early. Yeah. But yeah. Well, that's that's another thing, live tree or, or artificial. <laughs> right, so. right, yeah. Uh, you're here today to kind of talk about uh, accessible housing yeah. initiatives. Mm-hmm. So um, kind of, I guess, give us the broad brush about sure. uh, wh- what accessible housing initiatives are for the United Way. Sure, absolutely. So um, in 2019, we went through a process to kind of identify some of the most pressing issues in our community, and affordable, accessible housing really rose to the top in most of our conversations. Um, and I think that's probably not a surprise to anyone listening to this. Um, it's very, it really is a national um, issue, I think, at this at this time. But um, so well, we really started to dig into it. We worked with some subject matter experts kind of in the financial stability realm um, to talk about what is what does this look like? What does it mean? And what we started to realize is it's not just about the lack of affordable housing. It's also people not being able to access that housing. Um, there's a lot of reasons why people couldn't access, like a family couldn't access housing if their credit score is low, if they um, have pre- uh, previous evictions on their record. That's public information. Um Lots of different reasons if they don't make three times the amount of rent, which is a typical, you know, benchmark for being able to rent. And so when we were having those conversations, we kind of started talking about what can we do about this? How can we affect this? And really where we've landed is United Way has helped to coordinate a group of folks that are working to house people. United Way is not um, necessarily housing people out of our office, but we are working with different agencies that are housing folks in the community to create an initiative um, to look at what can we do how can we affect um accessible housing in our community so you mentioned that i think a lot of people believe that it's just a, a local issue and mm-hmm. of course it is an issue here in in rutherford county but you said it's a national thing so i mean are there pockets where it is not as big a problem as it is in rutherford county or is it just basically around the country yeah i'm i'm sure there are pockets where it's not as big of an issue i think this area is just growing so much and it's just you know we're feeling the effects of that um and unfortunately i think what happens sometimes is we don't consider we have lots of families that are living in hotels right that are paying thousands of dollars a month to live there um, that aren't for whatever reason are not able to access housing and so i think that's kind of what we're leading into and looking at is what are the solutions where are the gaps in the local system that we can help support um so yeah i mean it I'm sure there are places where it's not as big of an issue, but it's certainly, you know, definitely feeling the effects of it. Well, I was telling you uh, before we went on the air, you know, the, my son's getting ready to uh, close on his first home and 
the amount that he's paying for that is double what I paid for mine 20 years ago. Right, and it just yeah. makes your jaw drop. And I yep. was talking with uh, um, our traffic director here about that and what she paid for her home 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It's double than that. And it, it's, it's just mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to find a home here in Rutherford County, uh, and, and Murfreesboro in particular under 300,000, I mean, it's, you're going to be hard pressed. Absolutely. And, and so, for a lot of families, home ownership is really not even an option. It's right. not even on the table. Um, we're really just trying to work with families. You know, we have over a thousand kids in Rutherford County schools that are identified as Atlas already in this year. I think they're up over 40% of where they were last year at this time. Um, and those are, those are people that I think it's, it's kind of hidden homelessness, if you will, like folks that are doubled up or just, you know, they're just not stably housed. And those are the people that we're really trying to look at and help. Um, um, so yeah, so this initiative, it's called House Rutherford. It's a lot of different agencies coming together to say, what can we do collectively to impact this in our community? So what does housing mean in in, in this aspect? I mean, it, it doesn't mean necessarily getting into uh, your, your, yeah. your own house, right? Right, exactly. Okay. Yeah, so a lot of people are renting. That's um, a big part of it. And so one of the strategies that the, the group has looked at is landlord engagement. Um, and so Republic Bank has actually funded a software called Padmission that um, helps landlords connect with different clients in the community that are working with you know case managers and things like that to help them get housed. Um, it's just a way to streamline that process and have a way for all these agencies to approach landlords collectively instead of, you know, 10 different agencies coming out of landlord. Um, and so that's one thing that we're doing on Thursday. I'm, I'm glad you brought up MTE. We're having a breakfast with Millicent Electric on Thursday for landlords to kind of tell them about the software and the benefits. Um, but I think, you know, ultimately, that's where we see our role, right, is looking at more systemic issues. So, um, you know, again, like I mentioned, poor credit score, um, uh, previous evictions, felonies, things like that. These are all reasons why people would not be able to be housed um, that have nothing to do with their ability to pay rent. Um, and so that's kind of what kind of what we're looking at. You know, it, you bring up some really good points. So let's let's say that you have 100 uh, different rentals. Mm hmm maybe there are a hundred different landlords. And so, you know, you, you have to apply a hundred different times. And so how do you, how do you bring all of those together? And that is, is that what you're trying to create is maybe uh, a a way to have one application and let the landlords have uh, the ability to, to see one application a hundred times. What we're really trying to do, I think is just streamline the process to, so that people know like what is even available. So one of the things that people don't think about is when you apply, there's typically a fee, um, whether they're, our openings or not, right? So people are kind of going out and paying all these fees to apply. And so this platform will let us see what's actually available with those different properties. So we're working with property managers as well. So um, so yeah, I mean, it, really, it's just a way, I think, to streamline. It's also a way to try to mitigate some conflict that might arise between a tenant and a landlord. So if they're working with the case manager at a local agency, they can, you know, work with that case manager to mitigate any conflict that, that arises so we can keep people housed. 
it seems to me that there would also be some benefit for the landlord. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's where, you know, we've really learned um, that landlords are very open to this. They just want to, you know, make sure that they have support as well. And we completely understand that. I mean, landlords are business people. They have to protect their investment. Um, And so we really see both sides of this issue or or the concerns. And so, um, yeah, there is benefit because I think there are a lot of programs in our community that are offering, you know, that are paying rent for people that are also offering case management. Um, And that really is where we've seen success is to say, okay, well, we can pay, you know, we can help pay the rent, but we can also provide some support to the client who may have not been stably housed in the past or in the recent, you know, recently. And so I think that's, there's a lot of benefit to the mm-hmm. landlord for sure. Kristen Swan is with us with the United Way, Vice President of Collective Impact and Strategic Initiatives as we talk about uh, accessible housing initiatives that uh, are taking place within the United Way here in our community. And um, I, I thought I would uh, ask about um, COVID. And since this kind of started in 2019 and then we had the the pandemic, did, did we learn some things during that that kind of showed us that this could really work um and and did we learn some things during that the pandemic because i know that there were some some things that really um i I guess were a challenge but then also there were some deals with landlords and you know um i can't remember the term it's it's escaping Mm -hmm. me now but where they're there were no um, where they they couldn't evict and things like that. So. Right. So um, that is that is pretty much all right. done at this point, um, from my understanding. So yes, I do think we've learned that wraparound supports are really important. So when we think about an issue like someone experiencing housing instability, there's not one cause to that. Um, and so I think programs where okay, we're just going to pay your rent, we're just going to pay your rent, we're just going to pay your rent. That's not necessarily helping. That's a Band-Aid, not a long-term solution. And so I think that's why we're looking at how can we support landlords and tenants. And yes, sometimes they do need financial assistance, but how can we also pair them with a case manager, someone to support them to figure out what else do you need? Do you need um, access to mental health services? Do you need access to childcare? Do you need access to transportation? All of these things are important, and they're all reasons why someone would be unstably housed. So I think that's that's kind of what a big lesson learned for that is a lot of the relief money um very you know very needed and and but i think at the same time we certainly just can't pay someone's rent um forever and you know so like i think understanding um what the supports are and what wraparound services we can provide uh because typically when someone's experiencing that they're also living in toxic stress and they're not really able to see the future if you will and i think that's that's where we can say okay how can we alleviate some of the stress for you so you can kind of get on your feet figure out a plan moving forward and and work through that well i i I just think about that um maybe that single mom with maybe a couple of kids mm-hmm. that uh, that one month go into work, um, the flat tire that leads to having to have uh, a new tire put on and it's exactly. 120 bucks and right. it's like, okay, now what? Because yeah. I can't afford rent this month. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of people in our community, about 46% of people in Rutherford County are at or below the Alice threshold, um, which is asset limited income constrained employed. So it means they're working, but they're not able to live at the true cost of living. Um, and those are the folks that really are, you know, suffering in the sense of they are living paycheck to paycheck, but they aren't below the poverty line and they don't qualify for 
offer a lot of uh, benefits or assistance. So um, that yes, there's there's a lot of, of issues like that going on in our community. And I, I will reiterate that United Way really sees our role as just helping to convene these partners. You know, I, we're not, again, we're not serving clients out of our office or housing people. Um, but I think what is really so great about a collective effort is that they can all come together and share best practices and share things that they've learned and also present a coordinated approach to landlords. So if anyone's listening that owns a property or is a property manager, we would love to talk to them about the benefits of working with this this group that's kind of come together to make a bigger impact. So uh, again, kind of remind us of this call to action that's coming up here this week and, mm-hmm. and who you're inviting and where. Absolutely. So we're having a breakfast on Thursday morning. So only two days from now, it's at Middle Tennessee Electric at 830 a.m. We're inviting property managers and landlords, anyone that owns a property that might be interested in this, um, just to come learn about the software and really what it can do and about the larger initiative itself. Um, Breakfast is provided. It's free. Um, and we'd love to have anyone and people if people are interested in learning more and maybe can't come on Thursday or just want to talk to us more in depth about this, they can contact our office. Erin Floyd on our staff is the one who's kind of leading this effort and trying to trying to help coordinate the the landlord engagement effort specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've had some buy-in already, I guess. Yes, absolutely. We've talked to several landlords that are interested in, in helping with this. And so we're so grateful um, for their support um, with that as well. And several agencies, Stepping Stones, Murfreesboro Coal Patrol, Salvation Army. Uh, I'm going to miss somebody and forget someone, sure. but lots of agencies that have kind of come to the table and said, hey, we really want to we want to we want to address this collectively and and together. And so, have has this been put into action at this point yet? Uh, have you had some success stories with this? Um, yeah, I, we definitely have had some success stories. I'd say it's pretty minimal at this point. Um, the software is launching on Thursday, um, but just being able to talk to landlords and kind of get their buy in of you know this is the benefit to our community. Um, you know, and, and really try to help them work through some of the possible challenges and things like that. So yes, we have had some success working with landlords. Um, we're able to help get someone housed that was staying at Stepping Stones. Um, so yes, I think there's been some some benefit for sure. Well, great. Yeah. Kristen, thanks for, for stopping in. And uh, we look forward to hearing how this is working in the future from you. Sounds great. Thank you. All right. Kristen Swan joining us today from the United Way, the uh, Vice President of Collective Impact and Strategic Initiatives here on uh, Rutherford Issues. Invite you to uh, check out the podcast. If you missed part of our conversation here this morning, you can find that on our website here in just a few at WGNSRadio.com or wherever you listen to audio and check out YouTube, Facebook, and uh, X, formerly known as Twitter as well. Have a good day out there, everybody.